All right, guys. So if you haven't noticed yet, we have just rolled out a new series of weekly trainings. And in this series of trainings, we're going to be covering all kinds of subjects. Uh, I'm going to be bringing in students to talk about what they're doing successfully in social media marketing. I'm going to be bringing powerhouses like the one that we have for you guys today. They're going to talk about next level strategies and what's happening and what to do and actionable tips and things that are going to be very practical for all of you guys. It's going to be a weekly show. It's on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, but it's a great, great audio piece that you guys are probably going to enjoy. That's what we're going to be uploading here. And today I got a very special episode. This is called the Social Marketing Hour with Manuel Suarez. And last week I had a, a great student. Uh, he talked about his incredible um, change that he's gone through in his business. And um, we talked about strategy and we did a lot of education on that subject. Talked about a lot of things that were very valuable. So you might have listened to that one already. Uh, if you haven't so, done so yet, it's probably uploaded a few days ago. You're going to see it there. Um, here as a podcast, Social Marketing Hour, episode number one. This one today is Social Marketing Hour, episode number two, with uh, special guest Ben Cummins. Ben Cummins is, if you have been in the e-commerce for a while, if you have been in the Amazon world specifically for a while, you know who this individual is. He is my number one mentor in the subject of e-commerce in general and specifically in the subject of Amazon. When I had nothing, when I was bankrupt, when all I had was a dream, he's the one that was teaching me without him knowing what he was doing to me because I was just a student consuming information like a lot of you guys over the internet. He had a great group and he was teaching all the basics on Amazon and I was able to build a very powerful Amazon business as some of you guys might know. It's a big part of my life. So today we uh, went over the subject of uh, e-commerce, Amazon, opportunities, what's happening in this environment, this COVID-19 new world that we're all going through, the economy that we're going through right now. And what does it mean for us entrepreneurs and what does it mean for us as uh, business owners? And, and, and is it too late in the game? We went over so many different things. Is it too late in the game? Uh, is, it, is it already like something that... Um, it's going to be difficult to penetrate. Uh, what are the Amazon numbers and how do you go about it? And at the end of it, we went over a five-step formula that, um, or a series of five steps to get started in e-commerce, specifically getting started on Amazon. So we're going, to, we're going to even talk about the subject of where do you start? Do you start on Amazon? Do you start on Shopify? Where, do you, where, do you, where should you plant your feet first? Or where, where should you start getting going in this internet world? So you're probably going to find a lot of golden nuggets. Hopefully it provides a lot of value to you. Hopefully this new series uh, is something that you guys appreciate and you like. Uh, we have some great speakers coming up, uh, including some guests coming up, which are people that are very close to me and very important to me. For example, next week, we're going to have Mr. And I'm sorry, Dr. Eric Berg. He's going to be coming to talk, talk about content strategies and how to, how to research content and how to become a content machine like he is, like a superstar and, and the ketogenic diet subject. And uh, uh, he's going to be telling us all about that next week. So we're going to be bringing a lot of powerhouses and a lot of people that are incredible uh, marketers and business owners and content creators that are out there changing the world. Plus, we're going to tell we're going to be telling real stories of students and what they're doing because I want I've been hearing these stories myself so much that I want to put them in front of you guys. All right. So, without further ado, I'm going to leave you guys today with today's episode. Uh, as I'm recording this introduction, it is August 13th, Thursday night, and hope that you guys are enjoying this. And make sure that you tune in to the next one next week. You can tune in on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, or you can listen to it on the podcast probably the same day later at night or the following day. Um, you're going to find the links in the description. Uh, if you guys want to watch it on Facebook or YouTube, I'm going to be adding the links here also. So you can probably just find those easily so you can direct yourself there right away or go to YouTube and search for Manuel Suarez or Facebook Manuel Suarez. Find my page, facebook.com forward slash the ninja marketer, and you'll find the live videos there. All right, guys, hope that you enjoy it and I will see you at the next episode. All right, guys, so we are now live on Facebook and live on YouTube, and it's a super exciting day for me because I got somebody really special here to join us today. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about this individual. This is a social marketing hour, so thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you came from an email or a text message or from Facebook Messenger or wherever you came from, I want to thank you for being here. Today we got a very special one because the person that is joining us live uh, is somebody that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, this individual 
has been a mentor of mine before he even knew of my existence. And uh, I can talk about him forever, but I don't want to um, use his time up like that because we have some great stuff and uh, to share with you. And we want to have a conversation on the subject of e-commerce. We want to talk about Amazon and we want to talk about what he's seeing today. Because this individual right here, uh, a lot of you guys might not need an introduction. Uh, Mr. Ben Cummins, uh, he's been a, a teacher in the Amazon world. He's been an e-commerce entrepreneur for many, many years. And um, I can tell you that my story begins with him. Uh, having gone through a bankruptcy and losing everything in 2010, as some of you guys might already know that story, uh, in 2013, I was introduced to the Amazon world. And the first people that introduced me to that world was Ben Cummins and his, um, the, the people that he had around him, like Jason Flatland. My first ever webinars on the subject of Amazon, when I was just dreaming about being able to have success, being able to survive, being able to like somehow provide for my family, was Ben Cummins training. And I just put my head down and I worked for a long time. And, um, and this individual right here, he didn't know about me until maybe two years later, when, uh, once I already had built a very powerful e-commerce brand, actually two of them, and we were doing really well. And I, was, I became a great testimonial for him uh, because I actually walked the talk. I implemented the strategies. I executed things that he was teaching. And I kept communicating to him and showing him what I was doing, hoping that one day he would respond. One day he responded, and he was blown away with what I was doing, and he wanted me to talk to his audience about it. And I did, and I started speaking at his live trainings and his live uh, seminars, and then I started uh, speaking to his unique uh, group, which he has been delivering content for for many years called, called the Fast Track Coaching Students. Maybe some of you guys here are Fast Track student, students yourselves. Um, so you guys know what I'm talking about. This guy is a real teacher. He's a real entrepreneur. He's a real educator, and he's somebody that has created a lot of millionaires with his teachings. Probably more than he would acknowledge just because he's a humble guy. And uh, I can tell you that I don't think I've ever experienced many teachers that really teach you practical, actionable things that you know can work. So uh, without further ado, I want to bring Ben here. And then we're going to have a great discussion uh, on the subject of what he's expert at, which is the subject of marketing, e-commerce, and Amazon brands. So let me just um, bring him in in a second. And we will get the conversation going. So Ben, let's test this out. Can uh, you hear me? Okay, wait a second. I can't hear you now. Is your, oh, I know why. I know why. This is on me. All right, sorry about that. That happens when you produce your own shows. Now we can hear you, Ben. Go for it. Awesome, awesome. Testing, testing. We testing. live? <laughs> Approved. Gone. Hey, uh, you know, cheers to that intro. I don't know if I can live up to it. Um, so let's call this the social marketing happy hour. Um, like this is that. nothing that uh, special, just, as you know, hardcore espresso. To uh, So I'm going to be nice and amped up for this uh, interview. But um, uh, So we're going to have a little love in here. Um, I just want to say about you that there's very few people that uh, I've encountered that, uh, it, you know, where I've seen the incredible trajectory like you, you have done. I mean, you started with no knowledge of Amazon. Um, very little knowledge of kind of the machinations of how to rank a product and how to um, how to generate traffic, and then um, you just have done amazingly well, and you are um, one of my most successful students. I can't really even call you a student anymore because it, it you know you've you've transcended all that. But anyway, we're always just so proud of you, and I always brag on you. I'm like, hey, you know, you used to be one of my students, you know. So you, I'm still Ben. I always learn from you. You know, like. We have gotten close over the years. Uh, we've gotten quite close. And you become like a, a, another sort of mentor for me because uh, you really have the, uh, the marketing mind that I, I wanted to have. So I think you, you don't take enough credit for what, what you have helped me accomplish. And I, do, I told you that over and over, like the, the way. I remember I'll tell you a little quick story. Um, you and I, you took me to dinner uh, in 2000 and. Uh, I think 2018 or maybe 2017 when we went in to Vegas. Vegas, right? Yeah, in Vegas. Uh, yeah. So after we do the this work, this uh, mastermind that I think you had about 50 people there. People paid a lot of money to be there. It was awesome, incredible value. Uh, you took me out to dinner just to thank us because that's that's how you do things, right? You take care of your people, and um, you know what I built in AGM marketing. I have 65 staff. I have this organization. I service VIPs, and I work with Damon John and big musicians and all this great stuff. 
you sat down with me and I was talking about, hey, I, w- I want to be a teacher. I want to be like this. I want to do content and courses. And, and, and you're like, uh, I know I'm going to tell you something. And you looked at me straight in the eye and you said, don't abandon this agency idea, man. And I don't know if you remember that conversation, but it was like quietly spoken, you being like uh, this great mentor of mine. And you looked at me and you said, you, know, you might have something special there. You know, just keep on going at it. Don't abandon that because if you keep on going, you're good at, what, uh, at that particular world. Who knows? You might be one of the first public agencies. And, and that's something that I got from you. And it really, you know, those little things from people that you admire, uh, they, they keep you straight. So uh, that's something that I never told you before, but it just kept me focused. And Oh, good. Things that you might not have credit for, Ben. <laughs> well, I mean, because if there's one thing that you and I have observed firsthand because we're both entrepreneurs, I mean, I like I always say that 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 the people like me and you were entrepreneurs first and we do this teaching stuff on the side, right? I mean, we put food on our table from our core businesses. And if there's one thing that we know as entrepreneurs first and foremost is that there are so many different plates you need to juggle simultaneously. You feel like you're spinning a plate, you're playing the piano, you're, you're doing 18 million things. And so when you have a service like yours, where you can just outsource entire chunks, important chunks of your business, and then you're to the point where uh, a firm like yours can do it at a ninja level, much higher pro-lease level than we could ever do it on our own, because you have scale, you have expertise, all this stuff. I just think, I still think you have a huge opportunity and you could become the first publicly traded company once you build this up further, because you have what Wall Street wants, recurring revenue clients, people that are loyal, People to unplug from your service is painful, which is what you want. And by the way, if, if, if clients of yours are watching, they're probably nodding their head. And that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. It's like when I want to leave my CPA, I don't leave my, leave my CPA because I got to somehow explain to my next CPA what the hell this guy did. And I don't even know the vernacular for it. So anyway, you have a very good business and, um, um, and your e-commerce business is just crushing it. I'm, I'm just so proud of you, you know? Absolutely. I'm sure you're seeing a lot of that right now. You, um, we, we're going to talk about that today, Ben. But all right, let's uh, do it. Yeah. What What are your your thoughts on e-commerce right now? What's happening in this world today? I know I have my own opinions on it, but generally, you and I have the same viewpoint. Uh, we're we're one of those that we look at the silver linings instead of just paying attention to the media. How do we leverage it? So, what are you seeing with like? Obviously, you have a big audience. You have your own big businesses that you've been creating for a long time. Tell us a little bit about that, Ben. I, I, I think now, I, I never thought I would say this. Um, this is what, August 13th, 2020. I, I, but I'm going to say it that I've never been more excited about the future of Amazon in my life. And that's because uh, of this COVID-19 stuff that happened. It created in three months what normally would take a decade of behavioral change where like there's still vast groups of people that enjoyed the process of jumping in our car, driving to Walgreens, driving to the grocery store, making a half of a day of it on a Saturday to go, you know, physical brick and mortar shopping. But now it's very hard to change mass behaviors very, very quickly. COVID has forced this. So now all these same people, not all, but uh, a vast majority of these same people now got comfortable that maybe never got comfortable ever before to behaviorally shift to buying on sites like Amazon, or if you have a Shopify site, they're more likely to buy online. And so what used to become like a a hobby going out and shopping and going through the mall, people have replaced those hobbies with things like, I don't know, you know, hanging out in their backyard now, going hiking. So um, I think the future of Amazon is brighter than ever before. And and, yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no, I was going to say 100% because one thing that I realized right now, Ben, um, I found myself buying stuff. And me as a marketer, entrepreneur, as an e-commerce internet guy, I found myself for the first time ever in the last couple of weeks buying stuff on Amazon and on the internet that yeah. I have never even thought about for one second. For example, Gillette deodorant. Uh, what? Yeah. I've always bought them on the supermarket. I've always bought them in Walmart or like in the pharmacy. Uh, yeah. Racers. Um, all these things are just transitioning. It's like what I like to explain. Uh, it's what's happening right now. It's just a transfer of wealth. It's a, there's, there's still a lot of wealth, but it's being moved into this internet world. And the other ones are struggling. And then the other ones in this particular world, they're, they're seeing a lot of uh, expansion along the way. Would you agree, Ben? I agree. And Amazon is so aware of this. 
um, just just a couple days ago, um, it was leaked that Amazon is currently negotiating with the largest mall operator called Simon Properties Group. So, I'm, so you know, like like most of the uh, malls are owned by this this publicly traded company called Simon Properties. And so, what Amazon so so smart, right? At a time when people don't want to go into commercial real estate, they of course are making their move. Classic contrarian, smart, brilliant Jeff Bezos. And he is is currently probably negotiating his ass off to get the Sears that are now vacant and the JC Pennies that are now vacant to create last mile warehousing. So think like, you know, it won't be these vast, super expensive warehouses. But this last mile issue is the final piece of the puzzle for Amazon because if you're in these city centers, hell, even like Rochester. Um, you know, you can't build a giant warehouse in the city of Rochester. It's too cost prohibitive. Imagine if you're in like Orlando or if you're in Manhattan or LA. It's not happening. So this final mile, last mile issue where they go from a giant warehouse in a cheap real estate area and then they ship on an end, um, you know, uh, almost in a real-time basis, not really, but almost real-time basis. And then they do the final mile delivery. This is the final piece of the puzzle. And I predict if they can cut deals like this, Manuel, that they're going to be able to do what JD in China brags about, that they can do four-hour home delivery. Right. Yeah, it's a massive, it's incredible. It's, uh, the, uh, when, you, when you see the economic meltdown that has happened uh, worldwide, which I don't know, Ben, uh, I'll get your thoughts on it, but the stock market collapsed uh, right after COVID hit, and it went all the way down to like, some low numbers, right? I think it went all the way to from the Dow from 29 to 16 or something like that in a matter of like a couple months. Yeah. But for some strange reason, it's almost up there again, even though we're not operating yet. So it's, it's definitely inflated numbers. But then you have these companies that are like Amazon. Amazon right. is like what? $1.5 trillion market cap right now? Yeah, something crazy. Incredible. Yeah. And Apple is like 1.8 or some incredible numbers, but there's this massive transition, and I can see how it's not late in the game because people might think, like you, that you've been around for, for such a long time in the Amazon world, uh, Ben. I'm sure we hear that a lot. Like, uh, it's late in the game to get started, to build your own Amazon brand, but it's not because all this massive push, what I see is an acceleration uh, yeah. that, of something that was going to happen regardless, meaning that in 10 years on the line, we're going to be internet only. Well, instead of that, we're moving towards internet only now because we don't have a choice. So it's just an acceleration. Have you seen the extensive list? I've been accumulating on my notepads um, a list of all the uh, companies that are disappearing, companies that we have yeah. known for so long, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, Ben, that I have like uh, my, my fourth child and I have four kids right now, right? You have yes. some, but they're bigger already. Um, in my case, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my God, going bankrupt. Whoa. JC yeah. Penney, 108 year old company, bankrupt. Um, yeah. uh, the, the, the list is like so enormous. Even companies that have been so established, like Nordstrom, closing 16 of their stores. So it's just a transition of money uh, being moved into this internet world. So that's what I see. Uh, one mm -hmm. thing that I, you know how I like to talk numbers and give specifics to people because there's a lot of like naysayers or like the ones that, doubt it or like, oh my God, this is all, all talk. Well, you and I are not like that because we are doers. We actually practice what we preach generally. Um, in our case, you know that I have a natural slim brand. Uh, the, the explosion that we've had with COVID has been unprecedented. And I'll show you something. This is kind of like not supposed super public information. So I'm going to just show it quick because I don't want anybody just uh, looking at the numbers. But check this out. This is the explosion, the COVID-19 explosion. All right. Nice. The, the last three months, that's what happened during COVID. And it's been like not just 10 percent, 20 percent. We actually grew 100 percent. So from selling, I don't know, a million dollars a month to two million dollars a month. So what we're seeing here is the miracle of us being positioned in this Internet world right now. Yeah. Right. It's a big deal what's happening today. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so, Ben. Going back. Sorry. Just I just want to wrap up a thought. So. So my core thesis about Amazon is that there's almost been a reset. And so this, if you get on Amazon now and if you take it seriously, it's like going back in time. It's like hopping into a time machine circa 2012, 2013. 
because there's such a massive tsunami wave of new buyers, consistent buyers, people that are now behaviorally trained, you know, Pavlovian dog, they ring the bell and the dog food appears, behaviorally trained now. You know, it's, it, it's tough to change human behavior, right? I mean, and especially ingrained buying behavior, and that's happened. So I highly recommend if you do anything with a physical type product or you want to get into a physical type product, don't be like the person who says, oh, I should have bought a Zoom stock when it went public. Well, Zoom stock could be double in five years. Or, oh, I should have bought my home five years ago. Well, a home could be worth double five years from now. So don't get in this illusion of like, oh, I've missed the opportunity. That is bull blank. Good point. Really good. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I like that. So, um, Ben, what do you... If, if somebody wants to start, because there's a lot of people here that are uh, with us live right now, that uh, somebody said, it's the same, Sarah says, it's the same in the UK, massive department store chains are disappearing. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's happening right now, and it's going to keep on happening like that, because we don't, we, don't, we don't really see an end to this. But people still need stuff, they still need to purchase things, they still need to, it's part of a culture, that's not going away anytime soon, right? So what do you see as the biggest opportunities? Um, let's say... I always talk about this particular number, Ben. I don't know if you have a more, since you're more connected to the world, that 50 cents of every dollar spent on the internet is spent on Amazon in the USA. Is that true or close yeah. to it? Yeah, half. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, that's incredible. That's, yeah, and, 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 and I only company. see that growing. Was that? Just by one company. That's, Just that one company. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. When you look at the, the bulk of what the internet really is for the world, and you see yeah. one company taking 50% of every single dollar spent, it's, it tells you the, uh, the proportion of what they have built. So when, when we look at that data and we know and we get your viewpoint on, like, don't see how, don't look at what shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Uh, uh, like, for example, uh, Facebook, uh, when it was like $75 stock, uh, I, I myself, I was a victim of that. I said, well, uh, oh my God, if I would have just put $100,000 in that stock when it was $13, which I saw myself, I would have a billion dollars right now. Yeah. Well, guys, 75, they just crossed $270 or something like that. Ridiculous, right? Yeah. So it's the right mindset to have. Like, don't, don't go into the shoulda, woulda, coulda. That's a very important uh, point because it will continue growing like myself. Oh my God, Amazon, $1.8 trillion. Well, how about if it's $5 trillion in five yeah. years as, yeah. as they have conquered over the world? Uh, they're showing $264 stock right now. That's right. Um, so what would you say to somebody that is going through like analysis paralysis? They, they want to get on it, especially I think people like, like you and me, Ben, right now that we're like, we have been preaching to people for so long about the subject of e-commerce and Amazon. Yeah. Right now we're like, I told you so, right? So now that they are ready, because I, I can tell you one thing that we're seeing at the agency, we get calls from people all the time. Uh, we just had a person uh, come in. They, they were selling $10 million a year on, and this is their business model, uh, selling boots and, um, and um, um, leather and things like that in malls, in shopping malls. And okay. th they were very established for many, many years. Uh, so they, they obviously collapse uh, because they don't have any business. But they come in here and they say, uh, Manuel, because I was able to manage my finances well enough, I have a, a, a little fund that I set aside and I need you to get me on social media. So there's a lot going on right, right now. So what would you say is like a series of steps for, for all these incredible amount of people right now that don't know how to really create a business on the Internet how do they start? Because I know you have a lot of data on that, Ben. Okay, so I'm going to babble. Feel free to interrupt me because I'm like a wind-up doll on this topic, right? I can just keep going and going and going and never stop. Same as so, me. Same as me. So, <laughs> so, so feel free to like literally stop me, interrupt me, ask me questions. Or if people are, are posting questions, just interrupt me and, and, and bring it on. Uh, but was it Sarah from the UK? Was that the name? Sarah from the UK, yes. Yeah. So Sarah, you know, a lot of these... So when you see stuff going bankrupt, like brand names and companies that you've heard of, you know, it is kind of a little disturbing. But in truth, most of the ones that have closed, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, legit, when is the last time I ever went into a Sears or JCPenney and thought, oh, this is a must-have company? So 
um, is, is kind of heartless as it feels sometimes, you know, this, this thing of capitalism, the market usually isn't wrong. <laughs> so it's like Sears, I don't know, big, dumb company. I had no need to, you know, they cease to have a reason to exist. Right. Um, so I wouldn't put the attention on, oh my God, this is closing. That's been closing because when's the last time you gave them your money? What, you know, do you even need them? Now they're out of business. Has it disrupted your life? In most cases, no. So instead, I look at where the the pockets of opportunity are. So uh, let's let's talk Amazon, okay? So there are two paths that you can take on Amazon, right? This is if you already have an existing physical products business. Amazon is a no-brainer. Uh, I've never felt that Amazon should be the business because Amazon is just a platform. I think Manuel and I talk about Amazon like it is a business, but it is a like it is a platform through which we can sell our product. Kind of like Manuel's an expert on Facebook. Facebook should never be your business. It is a platform upon which you generate traffic. One of ideally multiple platforms. But I realize that you know Facebook. If you're going to master one, that's the one to master. I mean, Twitter is not going to do much and. I mean, Google AdWords, depending, blah, 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 but Facebook's the best. And that's how I view Amazon. Amazon is the best platform. of launching platform, right, Ben? It's just yes. get out in the open. It's the easiest way to generate cash so you can build a business. That's what I like to say to people, right? Exactly. And so, like Sarah in the UK, I mean, Amazon UK crushes it, okay? So, um, you know, they, you know, about a year or two ago, they launched in Australia, doing very, very well. So you want to attach your star to Amazon's, uh, um, you know, compounded accelerated growth. So there's two paths. Again, if you have your own product, no brainer. You you because they have something called FBM that means fulfilled by, uh, sorry, FBA that means fulfilled by Amazon. Oh, that's a fancy way of saying, like the shoe guy, you can just send in a certain amount of shoes into the Amazon warehouse. Then they give you that little Prime badge, and so that opens up all these buyers like me and Manuel that when we see that, we want free, fast shipping. And so it opens up um, a lot more distribution, a lot more sales for you, okay? Uh, but the other way, the way that I got started, the way that uh, a lot of our students got started is we actually don't have a product. We are product agnostic, meaning we have no emotional attachment to our brand, to our product. And what we do is we look for unbranded, opportunities where there's massive built-in existing demand on Amazon. Let me give you an example. If somebody's typing in Nike sneakers, they want to buy Nike sneakers. They don't want to buy my off-brand. However, if some, so, so that's what's known as a branded search. But what's an unbranded search? And this is where I put my, my attention, these unbranded opportunities. Um, Manuel, quick, name me a brand of rat traps. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, my God. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. So if, if, if when you have an unbranded search, so somebody just types in. I bet they sell a gazillion dollars, right, Ben? <laughs> somebody oh, watching this is going to build a billion dollar company thanks to me mentioning rat traps. But, <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, the vast majority of people that are just searching on Amazon, they don't do blah, blah, blah brand rat trap. They just do like best rat trap, rat trap for large rodents. I don't know, whatever. So those are the opportunities that we win because I can make my private label version. And what is private label? That means I can go on like Alibaba and in probably an hour, if you know what you're doing, I can produce a good quality, you know, bag of rat traps. I can come up with a logo and a brand name that's to the, the unwashed masses makes them think I've been around for maybe a hundred years. You know, <laughs> they don't know. And they don't really care because it's not a brand-driven purchase. So then if I can can optimize my listing, that's a fancy way of saying like really good images, good bullet points. If we can get it highly visible on a platform using like all the stuff that Manuel teaches by by goosing up your ranking with with all his ninja stuff and Facebook ads, you can have a million-dollar business. Now, I don't know if you can have a million-dollar business off rat traps. That's not my point. The point is you have two paths then. The physical product business that you already have like your shoe guy or the unbranded, you don't care what the product is. You're not married to the product. And by the way, I will also say this. I believe that Amazon as a business model, like I'm talking about is the world's greatest business. And that is because 
you know, rich Don't people you call get it the world's most perfect business, right? That's, yeah. that's been your branding all along these years. It is because I've owned real estate. I've owned nightclubs. I've, I've, I've been a information marketer. I love uh, those stories, by the way, Ben, your nightclub stories. Uh, we <laughs> might not have time for that. And <laughs> this is some no. great stories right there. Yeah. I mean, talk about ulcer causing businesses, right? But, um, but, and I'm just, you know, even buying a franchise. Okay. Manuel, if you and I want, let's say you and I, if we get approved for a McDonald's franchise, I think it's like a 1.2 million. You and I in cash have to put up for an unbranded Amazon private label product. You're two or $3,000 in the worst you can lose is two or $3,000. However, if you know what you're doing, you find an unbranded opportunity, a la the rat trap niche, you might be generating 30, 50 K a month. So that is called a good risk to reward. You invest a little to make a lot, or if you're wrong, you only lose a little bit. And then, so I can keep, you know, let's say my rat traps blows up. It doesn't work. I don't care because I'm not married to the product. I don't view myself. My identity is not wrapped up in rat, rat traps. So I'm much right. more flexible. So I can watch. I'll interrupt you for a second. Just uh, something on that point, Ben, that I like to tell people that kind of makes sense. Uh, Amazon has been working for a long time on making that little logo uh, be recognized worldwide, that Amazon mm -hmm. smile. And they have a positioning and they have a branding and a recognition and a trust built in. So when people ask me, uh, Manuel, should I start with my own Shopify channel and should I build my e-commerce or should I just go on Amazon? But I, I don't like that Amazon keeps like a share of the pie and 30%, uh, that's too much money. Well, I like to counter that and explain to them, look, they have the trust that you don't have. If you want to really make it, Amazon has to be your launching pad. And I really, and I mean it, Ben, and you know, I have a lot of data. Like I have Dr. Berg, he sells millions. Myself uh, with Natural Sand, we sell millions of dollars. We have like powerhouse e-commerce brands that are not on Amazon. But I can tell you one thing. If I don't start the road on Amazon, yeah. I don't build the back end of social media as well because what Amazon does is that it gives you instant credibility. If I just ignore Amazon and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna build my Shopify site. I'm gonna go on e-commerce and just launch it and go on my own because I get to keep 100% of it and I don't have to share the wealth with Amazon. If you have that attitude, I have seen that fail time and time again. Very rarely, unless you have a very unique product which is a game changer, like one example would be like the gimbal. Uh, which is a recording device. That was so unique. Uh, that went viral on social media. You didn't need to be on Amazon. That's in incredible. Like I have uh, one of my guys here is showing me this thing right here. That's like intense because this product, they created a couple of videos and it went viral because it's very special. You walk around and this whole thing is so smooth. That's an example of a product that on social media will do great because it's so unique. But if you want to do rat traps, if you want to do like supplements, if you want to do electronics, toys, which is 99% of the products. If you don't go through Amazon first and you go to social media, nobody knows who the heck you are. They don't trust you. There's no Amazon smile connected to it. There's no like uh, credibility, especially in this era, Ben, that people are tight and they're holding on tight because they're afraid. It's like right now there's all this mystery about where the world is headed and what's gonna happen. So they hold on tight to their wallets. So if you don't go through Amazon first and leverage their credibility, their 100 million monthly unique Amazon Prime members and so on, it becomes a challenge. And as much as I want to be like, oh, come into AGM and we'll help you build your AGM, your Shopify site, and we're going to make you a billionaire in a year. We don't do that. We, we tell them this is the reality. Save your money. All right. Go to Amazon first. Learn the basics. And honestly, whenever they want to get Amazon training, Ben, I always go back to you. Like, you guys want to know who my mentor is? Go to Ben Cummins. He's the one that showed me the roadmap on building an Amazon brand from scratch. I always say go there because once you go there, you get the basics on Amazon, you launch, you can rent, you can generate reviews, you can get attention, you can have instant credibility for your damn rat trap. They believe in you because even though your brand has never been mentioned or heard about by anybody, you have the Amazon logo there. And because of that, they buy stuff from you and then you start building that thing. So um, it, it's a roadmap. I, I always, always recommend if you really have an e-commerce or you want to transition, 
you got to start with Amazon. Would you agree with that? I know you will, Ben. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of a guy named Michael Russell? No. Exactly. But you've heard of Roger Federer. I heard of Roger Federer. Okay. <laughs> They're both tennis players. So if I'm going to buy a ticket, if I'm going to attend a tennis match down at the BNP Paribas in Indian Wells, I don't know who the hell Michael Russell is. I happen to know because, you know, I'm a tennis nut. But no one else knows. Okay. For those of you guys and that, that don't know who Roger Federer is, uh, Ben and no. I are tennis uh, freaks. Who doesn't know? Who the heck doesn't know, right? It's like Michael Federer. Jordan, right? It's like, Get him off. Leave this podcast if you don't know who Roger Federer is. <laughs> That's right. Okay, good. So, yeah, go. It, it's a good point, so right? Like Michael point. Russell, like, who the heck knows he is, who he is? So here's my point. You know, in the giant stadium that people magnetically are attracted to like a giant 10-ton magnet is the brand name of Roger Federer in the world of tennis. Maybe it's like Michael Jordan in the world of the NBA. And in the world of buying and trust, it's Amazon. So the fact that you're on Amazon, you'd get rid of all of those other points of friction that if you're just trying to generate traffic and drive them to your own Shopify site, because they're like, who the hell is this? We've never heard of them. Are they going to ship it? I'm afraid to give them my credit card. Is it a scam? Blah, blah, blah. All that goes away with Amazon. They're just like, oh, this looks good. Bye. Oh, this looks good. Bye. Oh, this looks good. Bye. Right. Absolutely. Look, I'll, I'll just, we'll just take a question from the audience. Um, Sarah says, in the UK, beauty salons are still not allowed to offer facial treatments, which is about 50% of their offerings. There are 55,000 salon owners, and they don't know how to future-proof their business when it's a hands-on service. Any ideas? Okay, so is Sarah in that business? Is she like an info marketer or something? I'm not sure. She can clarify that uh, for us, but... Uh, All right. I mean, I don't know about that here. market. Is it, are you saying they're not allowed because it's illegal in general there because it requires a different license, or you're saying it's not allowed currently because of COVID? I just want some clarity on that. We'll wait for clarity on that. She should be here responding in a second. Sally's asking, is now the time to get an Amazon brand, or is it going to be a struggle to get through? Well, I think we already answered that at the beginning. Right. So, yeah. So, so um, I don't know when you joined this, but we're just saying that I feel like there's been a reset because of the, the mass behavioral shift that I've never seen in my life where people that normally would go to Target and Walmart and these other brick and mortar, that even more than ever, they're like permanently cemented with Amazon. Just, just case in point, and then we'll move on. Um, so many of our clients, and I'm curious if you experience this, on a typical Friday during COVID, and even coming out of COVID in June and July, they were telling, I had hundreds of students that would say stuff like this, Ben, we are doing more on a normal Friday in June than on a Black Friday normally. Wow. And so what does that tell you? Massive tsunami waves. So, um, yeah. Don't, don't, don't be the person that says, oh, I wish, oh, I missed the opportunity, wah, 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 because guess what? In five years, you can be the next millionaire because of, of you. Again, Amazon is not a perfect entity like anything in business. It's not a platform that Manuel or I or you control. So they're going to do annoying little updates and whack you for little fees. But I don't know. What do your numbers show? Is it? Does it still pencil out to be be an FBA seller? Yes or no? 100%. Yeah. It's, it's quite something. So here's, a, here's a, a one more question here from the, from the audience. Alejandro, sure. can you say free features to be a successful Amazon seller? Free features that you need to have to be a successful Amazon seller. What do you think? I'm, I'm... Uh, I think you have to be very, uh, you have to have work ethic. Oh, I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and this is something that I tell people from the start, is that Amazon is a passive income business that you don't have to create on, and then you're going to be able to go and drink pina coladas at the beach while the <laughs> checks start rolling in. And, and, and Ben, I don't know if you remember, but it was sold like that a lot. Like there were programs that would sell you on, oh, you know, you're going to be able to generate passive income and build your business and just Amazon's going to be sending you paychecks all the time. That's not the reality of entrepreneurship. So it does take work. You have to learn marketing. Uh, I know, Ben, that you have people on your fast track group that have been around for years, like myself, learning every single month new strategies. You got to stay up to date. So you got to be dedicated. You got to be hardworking. Uh, 
uh, and you got to put the energy behind. Those are definitely things that are inescapable. Um, if, if you don't look for ways to make yourself better as a marketer and look for opportunities and look for mentors like Ben, like myself, to learn things from since we have walked the talk ourselves, then you're going to be probably struggling. So I have a question, Ben, like, uh, and you can probably give me more data on this since you have a lot of Amazon sellers under you. What sure. are you seeing yourself in regards to starting an Amazon brand from scratch? If you apply yourself, if you create the listings, and maybe you create a couple of products, and you source them, and you launch them, and you apply pay-per-click, uh, pay and you optimize your, your, your uh, listings, and yeah. you get things going right, when are you seeing that somebody can start seeing some return on that? Usually about 90 days, but I'll be, I'll be honest with you because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, at that point, you have a, an important decision to make. Are you going to start to drain the cash profits out of this new business? That business is still a newborn. It still needs care and feeding, breast milk, all that stuff, right? <laughs> so if you, if, if you start, start you, know, you know, chopping in half the amount of breast milk that you give the newborn, it's going to really stunt the growth. And um, so what I'm saying is you need to make a strategic decision. If you don't need the money, like in other words, if you have another business or a job, I would do what we call a strategic reinvestment of the profit because uh, the worst number in business is the number one, meaning one product that you're kicking ass on. I don't like that. I could have a supplier blow up in my face. I'm out of business. I could have Amazon in their infinite wisdom. They're a big, dumb company. And just you get some moron who bans your product just for some nonsensical reason. I mean, we had a wine aerator top for years and years and years. And just the most nonsensical thing, we actually had somebody blatantly knock us off. And it was, um, um, it was a counterfeit product. We wrote into Amazon. They blocked us. So we had to fight with them for like a month and a half to get it back on. So stupid stuff like that. So the number one scares the crap out of me. You know, um, one product, you don't want to go there, in my opinion, if you're serious about this. So if, if you can pull it off after 90 days, you take the profit you've now generated, save it up for a couple more months, and now you can launch product number two. Now you have two products that are pumping out some cash flow, and now you're able to save up even quicker to release product number three. Now, the number I strove to get to in year one is 10 products, because I had a simple business plan, and I still teach this because I think this is easy to understand, but also practical. I know within a product mix of 10 different products, the 80-20 rule is going to kick in. And you know I'm obsessed by 80-20. And I know that two of those products are going to outsell the other eight combined. It's just how it works. I don't care how great your company is. Apple, I guarantee you that they have two products that outsell the other 12. Their okay. iPhone and their iPad outsell everything else combined. And totally. you can't in advance which those are. So I wanted to get a product line of 10 products minimal startup for each of those, a process of strategic stair-stepped stair reinvestment, right? And then you mitigate your risk. And the goal is to average 10000 a month in gross sales per product, in theory. So that means 10 products within a year, that would generate $100,000 a month in gross income. You have a seven-figure Amazon business. And realistically, nowadays, because you have FBA fees, you know, you're going to uh, hire Manuel for stuff. You have some social media costs. If you're going to do it right and treat it like a true brand that you can eventually sell, um, your net 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 is about 25%. And that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, this is a hands-off business, not hands-off like, like the hypesters talk about. You can't, I've never, Manuel, if you can figure out a business where I can sit margaritas and just have people give me money without doing any work. Tell me that business. I've never found one like that. So you're always going to have... Uh, you yeah. know, I, I think that's possible only after you have a lot of wealth. Would you agree, yeah. Ben? Once yeah. you have a lot of wealth and you can put that money to work, then yes. But not until then because there are businesses that you can put money on and you get a percentage back every month and then sit back and drink your margaritas. But not until you have that wealth built, it happens. Like I know, for example, right now I've invested on properties and I've invested on funds. And I do get money back, right? But yep. if I stop creating it, it, it just, it, there's a limit to it. So there, there isn't such a thing. And I like to, I don't like to tell people, look, it doesn't exist, uh, passive income. But it doesn't exist for people that don't really have wealth yet. 
That, it really doesn't. If you want to build wealth, like you want to have a business that feeds you and your family and gives you a quality of life, then no, you're going you're gonna to have to put the energy in it. And that's inevitable. And if you're looking for something else, then maybe you're not cut out for entrepreneurship. And you might just get a job right. and just go down that route, which is possible. Some people, they want to just get a job and not build their own path. Because it is, like you say, uh, the, answer, the answer that you gave me to, how long does it take to start seeing the results? Well, three months, right? But I'm, I'm sure people like you and me, we don't touch a new business's money for a long time. I think the first time that we got money out of Natural Slim was years later, years yeah. after we have been built and eating rice and beans for a long time. And that's, that's the reality of entrepreneurship. It takes a while until you really start taking things out of it. In the meantime, you start pouring it all back into the machine because you're trying to build a machine. That's the reality of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, let me just close that loop um, because there is a process that I've done this with every single business where I'm willing to strategically reinvest until I hit a certain number. And I always have a number in my mind. But once I hit that number, I transition from growth stage to cash cow stage. And I, and I, I literally plant the flag and I said, we've hit the number. Now I'm going to milk this cow for all it's worth. And you become enormously cash profitable. And then you, you, so you pull back in that strategic reinvestment, you know, but it, you have to be conscious about it. And I'm just going to say one final thing, and then I'll punt it back to you um, um, about uh, uh, saving and investing. So this is, some, you know, this is like the crazy ant in the basement that nobody talks about. Nobody wants to talk about that. What's, what's the end game of entrepreneurship? And for me, I was always clear from my earliest age. My end game was so I don't ever have to work again. Of course, I will. I love this. I love the art of business. But um, so uh, after I got divorced in about 2001, so I was a young entrepreneur. And I felt like it was raining money. I had a nightclubs. I was cash rich at the time. I, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't know what the hell you don't know, right? You're doing stupid stuff with your money. I'm thinking this is going to continue forever. And bam, got divorced. My world went upside down. And uh, now I had to force liquidate assets to pay off that first wife and blah, blah, blah. So you're selling, of course, it's the worst time. 9-11 had just hit. Nobody wants to buy a nightclub in Vegas because at the time people thought no one's ever going to travel. So I had to force liquidate all these assets and I found myself in debt for the first time. And so I'm like, screw this. I always knew save X percent of your money, blah, 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 blah. But I'd never really taken it to heart till, you know, till I'm like, wow. Um, from that point forward, I vowed I'm going to get debt free within two years, which I did because I worked my ass off. But then I'm going to save half of all my profit. And I started that now almost almost two decades. And when you do that and you take chips off the table, I don't care if right now you're not super profitable, take a couple chips off the table, get them out of the core business. You don't know what the hell can happen. I mean, tomorrow Amazon can say we're banning all third-party sellers. Who knows? I don't think it'll happen. But well, they have um, the power to do that. They have that they power. They to do that. <laughs> well, or who knows? It might have a health issue or I don't know what. But um, there's no better feeling than... You don't have to work. You're rich. You don't have to work. The dividends or the the rental income is so it's cash gushing on its own on the side. And now you do this because you want to. And when you're in our position like me and you, there's no more liberating feeling than firing a pain in the ass client because you can afford to, <laughs> right? That that doing business on your terms, turning down deals because you just don't want to. You don't like that certain individual. Blah blah. Whatever the case may be. Um, so I just want to put that out there because keep be aware when you're in super growth mode, people, entrepreneurs especially, I'm one, Manuel's on, we tend to be super hyper-focused on our business, but what's your long game? Got to take chips off the table. Just like when you're start, you know, like when you're up in Vegas where I used to live, the smart ones take a certain percentage of the chips, throw it in their pocket so they know that they're not going to go bust. I absolutely love that. And, and it's a fact. And it's stages. You got to look at it in stages. Like the example that I talked to you about, about this lady that uh, she was dependent on, on the malls and uh, having business there. Well, she was smart. She took chips off the table consistently, and she yeah. was prepared for a rainy day. Did she yeah. see a worldwide pandemic happening? No, but it happened. And because of that, malls were closed down for months, and her yeah. business is gone. But she took chips off the table. And because of yeah. that, she's able to be like, okay, great. So this is sad. It's depressing. It's a big shift, but 
I can start over because I did this exact thing that Benny's talking about. And now she can come to us and we can build her social media marketing and get her on internet and penetrate that world. If she hadn't done that and if she just kept on spending the money and spending the money and spending the money whenever it comes in, she wouldn't be able to do that. You're done. And how many stories do we see of those uh, that, that are happening every day? People that, in the athletes, it happens all the time, right, Ben? The big contracts, yeah. they, they finish their career, they go bankrupt. I think the numbers are like 70% of them within a few yeah. years go bankrupt. They lose it all. Uh, it's pretty intense. So in entrepreneurs, I, am, I myself, I am also a victim. I did that, not a victim, because that's not really a victim. That's being irresponsible and dumb. But I myself have done that, and I've had to learn the lesson. I am lucky enough that I have a wife who is responsible with the finances, Ben, and she just takes control and tells me what to do and how to be smart about it. But it's stages. At the beginning, as you're building a business and you're creating your own economy and you're doing your marketing, then, yes, money goes back into the business, back into the business, not into buying cars or fancy vacations or any of that. But once you get to a point in which you're profiting, I love that point that Ben just mentioned, which is 50% of that Profits go into your pockets and into building your security system in case security net, a safety net, like they like to call, that you're going to use it in case something happens in a rainy day. Because again, Amazon does control. That's the thing. That's why we don't like to call Amazon an actual end all business because Amazon is a launching pad and it's an incredible launching pad. 1995, you were not able to build a business at the speed that we're able to build it today. It was not possible. You can ask all the ancestors in the world. My, my dad, my grandpa, these guys that have been doing business for ages. It simply was not human. Uh, in order for you to be able to build a million-dollar business, you would have to put your head down and work for 10 years and just be obsessed over your business. And maybe down the line, you can do $1 million. Right now, yeah. I mean, you know my story a little bit, Ben. Uh, my, with your training, I had the bed sheets business that it was as simple as that. I told this story before many times, but I had a, uh, I'll tell you, the, uh, we have 10 minutes left and then, I'll tell you what we want to do in the last 10 minutes. But I wanted, I wanted to build an income line. I was already doing Natural Slim on Amazon, and I was selling a grand total of five units a day with your help. And it was exciting. And I used to refresh the app. You know how it is. Like every single five minutes. And then two hours later, I got a new sale. That's what I was doing. But at that same time, I had a partner. Um, he was not my partner yet. He was working with me on our nine-to-five job. And in his weekend hours... He was selling bed sheets on the road. And you know my bed sheets business because that was one of the things that I taught with you and your audience uh, along the way. That business, we, it, it, we invested $0 in it, $0, all right? So people that are saying like, oh, but I don't have money to invest in inventory. When you really want to get it done, you get creative and you get it done. That's what I did. I just learned and I had this value, knowledge, which, by the way, was imparted by the one and only Mr. Ben Cummins. Um, and... Uh, I had that knowledge. I, I had this guy who was selling bed sheets in consignment. He used to get the bed sheets, and they were called Clara Clarks, and he would sell them on the streets. Um, he would put a tent, and he would sell them for $20, and he would make $9 for every bed sheet. Great business. Um, but it was limited to the scalability, which Amazon is not. It's an unlimited scalability business model. He, he had to go physically, put a tent, uh, put a lot of bed sheets, and put big banners, and bring people in. So I said, Ernesto, he's still with me today. Uh, you might have met him because he's gone to some of the webinars and seminars with us. But Ernesto, I said, um, we're going to grab that bed sheets. And we, I was already learning from you private label business, right? That was all about private labels. How do we go ahead and build our own private labels? And Ernesto was like, sure, we're ready. Let's go ahead and do Clara Clark. And I'm like, no, we're not doing Clara Clark. We're going to do our own brand. So I opened up the bed sheet. True story, uh, Ben. I opened up the bed sheet and I said, I'm hoping and I'm praying that I don't find a branding on this bedsheet. It has a little sticker on the top. I pull it out. It's Clara Clark. Okay, good. So I open up the bedsheet and I look everywhere and I can't find any branding on it, Ben. And I said, Ernesto, we hit the jackpot. Let's go. We created a label. We created a brand. Uh, it was called Cozy House Collection, which we sold a couple of years ago. Uh, I couldn't select C-O-Z-Y, but I found that in the U.K., C-O-S-Y was correct. So I said, we got it. Cozy House Collection. Nine months later, we were doing $300,000 in sales of this consignment bed sheets. And even our supplier was like, what the heck are you guys doing? I can't give you consignment anymore. Okay, we'll start buying them. And 18 months into it, we were doing $600,000 in sales. 
And that's one, at one point, I was sharing that with you, Ben, and that's where you were like, whoa, what a second, Manuel, would you like to come and talk about what you've done? But it's a true story of creativity, like how it starts from nothing. Ernesto has zero dollars. I had zero dollars. We just had passion, dedication, energy. We wanted to get it done, and that's how we started. Without that business model there, without Amazon being a part of it, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That's what allowed me to sell that business, get cash, build an agency, hire staff, and do what I'm doing today. So it is something that, you know, you, we take it for granted, but in the 1990s, in the 1980s, this was not humanly possible. And it's one of those things about uh, being grateful and, I guess, lucky to be in this particular era in which we can do that ourselves for any business. Okay, enough, being, enough said. Ben, we have seven minutes. So what I would like to do is can you give us a quick breakdown? Because one thing that I'll tell for, we got a lot of people here on the, on the call right now, um, on, both on Facebook and we got some people on YouTube. What I would like for you to, you to do, and I know there's a lot of people that are going to be watching the replay, if you can break down uh, what are five steps that you would take for those guys that are like, okay, I got it. I see your energy, Manuel. Ben, I got it. I'm ready. I want to jump on it. Let me do it. Let's go. Now what? What do you do? How do you get started? Because I know you have a lot of training, and we'll talk about that towards the end. Um, but how do we get started, Ben? Okay, so there are some core skills that if you can master these skills, you can crush it, not just on Amazon, but in e-commerce, I think. And I think you would agree when you hear this, this list of five. So step one is you have to get good at what we call product selection. Again, we use the 80-20 rule for this because the entire universe uh, of of uh, of SKUs, SKU is like a little barcode thing. There's over 400 million different SKUs on Amazon, but less than 5%, still X number of hundreds of thousands of millions, um, generate 80% of the sales. So you immediately lap off and make your job infinitely easier if you know what not to sell on Amazon. And then we have all these kind of metrics and stuff that go outside the scope of this thing, but how to dial in to get proven demand. Um, like, I'll just give you a Super quick example, because our time is short. Um, Manuel knows that the today's date day for me and my wife, yesterday was our anniversary, so we're going kayaking uh, right when we're done here. So um, <laughs> nice. um, anyway, nice. so um, I can't get into all the specifics right now, but product selection is huge. If you mess that up, all the rest on my list is moot. It's not going to work because you got to have built-in existing demand. We say step in front of the giant tsunami wave of pre-existing demand, okay? So that's that one is product selection. Number two is sourcing and negotiating. You have to be a master negotiator. It's an easy skill. If you're afraid to negotiate because, like, last time you bought your car, you just, it's uncomfortable, this is different because all this is transacted through email or Skype messages because in most cases you're going to be sourcing from China or similar. So that's the second part because we say so that safe to start in Alibaba, for example, Ben, just so we can give an oh, introduction. Yeah. Alibaba, etc. Right? Super easy these days. Yep. So you have to identify the great product opportunity, eighty twenty. But then you, this is a margin business. If you release a product where your margin is so slim, there's no margin for error. Then you're dead in the water. So you have to become a good negotiator, and you have to source properly. That's the second step of the five. I don't know if I'm going to get five exactly, but <laughs> I'll try. Uh, the third one then is you have to know how to write a listing. And by writing a listing, I mean like all of the different attributes that have what we call a high conversion rate. People hate that term. They like tune out. Conversion rate just means if I got a hundred eyeballs on my listing, how many out of that hundred are going to buy? If, if, if you because you don't know what you're doing with your listing, not you, Manuel. You, I'm pointing out in the in the great unknown there. If you have a listing that's not optimized or you don't know what you're doing and it gets six of those hundred eyeballs to buy, that's a 6% conversion rate. If I get 18 of those to buy, I've instantly made exponentially more from the same number of eyeballs. And it changes the financial dynamics of everything you do. When I hire Manuel's agency, now he can afford, I can afford to spend more per eyeball because 18 out of 100 are buying instead of six. If I do what's called sponsored ads, which is the ad platform on Amazon, same deal. It changes all those financial dynamics. That's the third thing is you have to be badass with your listing. Fourth thing is you have to be good and, and 
do whatever you can do to rank your product. That just means it's kind of like, think SEO for Google. It's the equivalent of SEO on Amazon. And there are some, some tricks of the trade that Manuel does that's genius that can get your product ranked. Um, high visibility is the term we use. And sponsored ads, if you get the sponsored ads platform, or, or and, and uh, Manuel is a genius at this using Messenger and Facebook, they can boost the visibility of that product. So that's the fourth step. Because be able to find you. If they don't find you, they can't buy anything from you. As simple as that. Here's a simple uh, thought for your viewers that, that, that can get you rich if you really buy into this. Every single dollar ever made on Amazon was first preceded by a keyword search. So that means if the keyword is the gateway to taking money from their pocket and putting it in your pocket, then doesn't it make sense you get really good at when they type in a keyword search, your product is the most visible, most appealing. I love that. That's, that's where the money's transacted. Never seen, it, um, never seen it that way. That's a really good explanation. Like it. And the fifth step um, is you have to build a permanent list because this is going to sound very contradictory to people new to this topic. So we just talked about how great Amazon is, how it's, it's, it's a trusted brand and all these four steps. But now I'm going to tell you, you need to have mechanisms. You need to have package inserts. That, that allow you to take them off of Amazon. <laughs> in other words, if you just do the first four steps, whose customer are they? They're not your customer. They're Amazon's customer. But if you do a package insert that says, hey, uh, we have this free uh, cute dog sticker that uh, just go to this website and you know these are people that bought a dog leash or whatever we call it, the irresistible bribe, and you can get 30%, 40% to visit your site. And of course, opt-in, meaning they type in their name and email. Now they're your customer. And now you can bypass future FBA fees. And we know like what's the best type of customer? The customer that just bought from you. They have a five times higher likelihood of buying a second and third and fourth time from you. Now you can drive them to your Shopify site where you can do different dynamic pricing. You can control the, the quote listing, you can add more social Upsell, proof. Plus. Downsell, cross sell, yes. all those things. And then you can retarget, you know, which you're a master at. So uh, anyway, uh, my time is up. Do you have any final That's great. questions? Ben, ben, how do they how do they start with a roadmap with you? Anybody that wants to start, because I I, for example, I have training, as you know, on ranking products on Amazon. But yeah. I don't have that's what I do specifically. Like I can teach, I have a lot of training, but I can teach people. Once they have a product, once they know the basics, once they have listings created and they have PPC and I have all those things, I show them my strategies for ranking. But we're missing a bunch of like steps in between that that I don't teach. How do they get started with you? Because I know you teach them about how to get started from scratch. So where can yeah. they get started? Because I know you have a lot of access, a lot of training for them. Yeah, so I would think... For anybody wanting to make money on Amazon, even if you're already experienced, this is kind of my A to Z course. It's called Search, Find, Buy. Um, I don't even know what the link is for that. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I'll, but I'll post it in the link. I'll get it posted in the link. Rain or anybody okay. that's here, we can post that link uh, right below. So it will be in the comments on both YouTube and Facebook. Or just email my, my team. It's um, support at bencummings.com. Um, and just say, hey, I want the pricing and blah, blah, blah for the search, find, buy course. Uh, th this is a six-week course that is kind of dripped out, so it's not something I have to do live, so you can drop it at any point in time. And it, it's great. It teaches you all five steps, honestly, um, how to negotiate my templates for dealing with suppliers, all that fun stuff. And, and it's really affordable, by the way. There's other programs yeah, that are a lot of money, more than they should be selling them for. But I know Ben's program is really affordable, especially when you're going to have the ability to create your own business. So look into that. Uh, search, find, buy, support at bankcummings.com. Yeah. And and so we call that first course the gateway drug because, you know, once you get addicted to Ben Cummings, hopefully you'll continue with the next step, which is called our Fast Track Monthly Coaching Program. That is a higher price point. But, you know, you'll know if you like Amazon and what your opportunities are once you go through that course. You'll at least have a holistic view. And it is a standalone course. It's not like you need anything beyond that. I just want everybody to know that. Right, yeah, you you will get addicted, especially if you like um, <laughs> the the business idea of building your own brand. Uh, 
Thank you very much, Ben. It's been such a pleasure as usual. I loved having you here. Thank you for giving us your time. Hope that you have a fantastic time kayaking with Emily and you guys celebrate your anniversary. Uh, well deserved and uh, stay safe. Uh, again, um, we appreciate your time very, very much, Ben. Awesome. Hey, you know, it's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, let's do this again sometime in the future, okay? All right. Absolutely. We're going to get it done. All right. All right. Awesome. Okay, guys, that was awesome. Absolutely awesome, guys. I uh, hope that you guys enjoyed that. Uh, get into action, all right? Get into action and start implementing this stuff because if you don't, then there's no expansion. Uh, you're wasting your time here. You're not really, um, you should be watching a TV show or maybe like House of Cards or Game of Thrones. Might as well do that because it's gonna be better use of your time since you're not gonna implement. It's all about implementation and getting stuff done executing on a vision and moving forward one step at a time. It doesn't happen overnight. Like I said on my story, uh, seven years ago, I started building my own Amazon brand, and today we have a multi-million dollar, um, eight-figure-a-year business that has provided a lot of survival for us with the power of Amazon. And um, we're just getting started, but again, it's been six, seven years of hard work putting attention. So if you guys are 40 years old, and by the age of 45, 46, you want to have a, an empire built and you want to be able to, to use that to uh, survive and keep on living your dreams. Well, get started now. Uh, if you're 25 and by the age of 30, which I wish I would have started that early myself, you want to have that. It doesn't matter. Hey, maybe it's going to be like myself and I got lucky two years into it and I already had a powerful bed sheets business on Amazon. Well, maybe you get lucky if you work hard. But you got to put your head down and do it if you really have attention on those big dreams and goals. That's what it's all about. So, again, thank you for joining us in the Social Marketing Hour. The next guest will be announced very shortly. I have some ideas, but I'm not going to let you know until it's official. But look out for it because it might be something very, very special. And if you guys tune in next Thursday at 10 a.m., you will find out. But before then, we're going to notify you on emails, on Messenger, on our text message list all over the place, um, so make sure that you guys opt in. If you guys are not doing Facebook training yet, if you haven't gotten the basics of Facebook yet, and you don't understand how to get started with social media advertising, then we always have that available, and there's training that you can get done if you go to manuelsuarestraining.com, all right? So again, thank you for being here, and I look forward to seeing you guys on our next Social Marketing Hour. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Facebook Ninja Podcast. If you want to learn more advanced ninja tactics to grow your business and master social media marketing, then sign up for the Manuel Suarez Coaching Program by heading over to our website, manuelsuarez.com forward slash coaching.